everybody. This is Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and Kimberly Klein, intuitive counselor. And we are here to talk about animal communication, which is really exciting. Um, it's something that everyone's been wanting me to talk about for a while now. And so I thought we would just do it and I could answer your questions. So if you have any questions about animal communication, I'm not talking to pets today, but if just any general um, questions, please put them in the chat and Kim and I can see them. And uh, so welcome. And hi. Um, how are you today, Kim? Like, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Oh, of course. It's so much fun. I'm looking forward to answering questions and talking about reincarnation and communication. Yeah. Okay. So hi, Erica and Jennifer. I'm glad you guys could join us. So I guess I'll just kind of start um, and just give you sort of a broad idea about animal communication. I mean, about um, animal reincarnation. So how I sort of think of our souls um, so let's say if we're talking about my German Shepherd Hudson, and he's here uh, on on Earth with me, and I think of him having, or all of us having, like an oversoul or a bigger part of us that are our that houses like our higher self that's on the other side, and you could think about that as like a big circle. It's probably not what it looks like, but. Um, if you could think about it, like his oversoul, like being a big circle. And within that oversoul is lots of other little circles. And and those lots of other little circles are like Hudson's present life. It could be Hudson's past lives, which would be Stormy and my, my previous dog, Lala. I believe those were part of Hudson. Um, and quantum physicists would even say parallel lives or even future lives. And so he is streaming from that consciousness, from that higher self-consciousness into his body. And so he can pull from that stormy self of his or that la-la self of his. But when you have a reincarnated pet, it doesn't mean that it's an exact clone of their previous life. And that's the number one thing that I want people to understand, that just because you have a reincarnated pet back doesn't mean that you have a clone of them that is back. So they can be very different. There's different personality traits because it's a new life. They're learning different lessons. There's uh, new, um, new genetics will play in. So if we're still using Hudson as at an example... Mm -hmm. Hudson in his past life was Stormy, who was an Australian shepherd, and he was perfect. Stormy was like the perfect dog world. Like, he never needed a leash. He was good with all people, good with all dogs, and he was just like the easiest dog in the whole entire world, right? Like, he just, I never needed to worry about him. He never left my side. He just was my shadow. And Hudson, so then he comes back as Hudson, and Hudson is needs a leash. He chases deer. He can be a punk with other dogs, and you know he's he's very very different. But he's the same as Stormy in the fact, or he's got a really jolly good nature. He's really wise. He's really cuddly. Everyone says he looks like a bear. So there's lots of similarities too. 
but he's way more high maintenance. And I think that's important for people to realize when they have a really easy dog who's on who they want back. It doesn't mean that that life is going to be easy when they come back. Now, the interesting thing about Hudson coming back and like the way he is, Stormy's best friend and doggy sister was a wolf hybrid named Maya. And she lived in the home with me. She was a German Shepherd wolf hybrid. And she was very, very difficult. She was the most difficult dog I've ever worked with. She pretty much taught me everything I know about dog training and aggression and um, adopted her when she was older. She'd been severely abused before I got her. And she chased deer. She wanted to attack other dogs. She was very, very independent. She was like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful looking dog. Big, very big, 115 pounds. And Hudson is a little bit like her. Not nowhere near as intense. He's like way more of a sweetheart. But it's interesting because I feel like Stormy was like, I want to know what it's like to run through the woods and chase deer. Like, I want to know what it's like to be <laughs> bold with other dogs. And so he brought back a lot of Maya's tendencies. Not that he's a reincarnation of Maya, but I think he was seeing his doggy sister and thinking, oh, I kind of wonder what it would be like to be like that. And she was very wolfish. And some people ask me about Hudson, like, is he a wolf? He's not. But some people ask me about that and I think, oh, he's just totally coming back. Like, you know, he's just wanted to be like, like uh, Maya. You know, so, what, you know, what's interesting is with um, people's souls, people seem to understand that they come back, you come back to learn lessons. Yeah. And it is the same with the animals. The souls have lessons to learn. So they're not going to come back as a twin or a clone, even though when you think of an animal, you think, oh, I miss that one so much. I want that one back. Mm-hmm. But when you have people pass, you miss them so much and you want them back, but they're not going to come back as the same person. And So true. It's so true. Although there are some exceptions to the rule where there are dogs that really come back like exactly the same, you know, I, there are some that do that. But I wouldn't say that it's the norm. I think some people even have their pet, their reincarnated pets back and they don't even know it. They might think, oh, this, this, my old dog sent me this dog because he does a couple of things the same, but they don't really know it. And when, um, to go back to like Hudson and Stormy, uh, like I really believe when I graduated, when I was in college, I adopted a dog from a gas station named Lala. Her name was Tequila. I didn't name her, but we used to call her Lala. And she was a German Shepherd coyote. And she was awesome. She was, uh, she, she didn't need a leash either, but she kind of had a bad side of her. She was extremely protective. And being a college female, it was, she kept me out of trouble a lot of times. I mean, she was really good. I lived in a pickup truck with her for a long time, um, just like camping and traveling and, she just was was a really great dog, but she had this little like calic on the top of her head, this little like white calic. And we used to always kind of tease her about it. And and she was a sable, like German Shepherd looking. And um, and her best friend was Stormy's dad. Uh, his name was Snuffy. He was a big Australian Shepherd. Well, when I picked out Stormy, it was it was uh Snuffy had another litter. It was his final, his last litter being an adult. And, um, and, uh, he, 
when when I picked out the litter, there when I picked out the the dog from that litter, Stormy, there were ten dogs in that litter, and there were some like blue merles, like really desirable dogs. And Stormy was a black and white Aussie; it wasn't really a desirable looking Australian Shepherd. We had this little white calic on the top of his head, and I, it reminded me of Lala, so that's why I picked him. And now, years later, I realized, oh my God, he's Maya too. Like, I mean, Lala, she came back to me. Sorry, that was confusing, Lala. So, um, Kim was thinking she was frozen, but I don't see you frozen, Kim. You look okay. Good. I'm frozen on my end, but um, it's interesting because Tanja just asked um, something that I mentioned is that, yeah, people, they come back and reincarnate with their own soul purposes and lessons. And yes, animals do that too. Animal souls, people souls, a soul's a soul. So if they're coming back as the animal with a lesson, it's the same as coming back as a person, another person with that lesson. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. so. Yeah. No. Sometimes they come into our lives to learn a lesson and they die early. So like some dogs may have not have had, like for instance, some dogs may not have had a really like loving um, person to take care of them in a past life. And they needed to come into this life to see that we would fight for them. So they get cancer, they get some sort of sickness and they see their human, like really fighting for them, really caring for them, really being with them through the illness and through the, through the death and dying process. And they might die young. And then all of a sudden they'll come back and live old. They'll come back as a puppy, like almost immediately or pretty shortly after because they learn that lesson. And now they want to learn another lesson where they live with their person for a long time. So hmm. when an animal dies young, it doesn't always necessarily mean it's something that's really, I mean, it's traumatic, of course, but there's always a higher reason for why they've passed away young. Yeah, that's like my first macaw, Ollie, that I had, I got him at five months old and in two weeks the poor guy got sick and died and it was traumatic for him and it was so traumatic for me it was horrible and I just feel so bad for him but obviously he needed to learn a lesson that he um, had complete care and deep love from us and then his soul got that love and then he left and um, yeah. came, and I think he came back um, but he's he or she is learning whatever lessons they need to learn this time. Yeah. And that's, that's important to know too, that they can change species. They can change sex. Uh, they often change sex. Um, they can change breed. So you might see them back. Sometimes I think Felix is a squirrel that, that used to live at my house. <laughs> that's so he has a squirrel tail. I should show you. Mr. Squirrely. want to see his. Yeah, I think this was, I think Felix was Mr. Squirrely. Look, at, see, he kind of looks like a squirrel. See his little tail? <laughs> what do you think, Felix? <laughs> so cute. Um, okay, so this is a good question that Lisa asked. Do they remember their past lives? And that's, that's, it can be different for all of them, too. It's very individualized. It's like us. We don't necessarily remember our past lives. 
but they can. And what happens a lot of times is they they can come back with like little memories, like almost a familiarity, like, like, oh, I feel like I know them, right? Like, so they'll run to you when their puppies will do something, right? But they don't necessarily remember the whole story. And also when their puppies or kittens, they have puppy kitten brains. And so they've got to also process through that puppy kitten brain. So I feel like within like a year timeline, you're going to see more and more of those memories processing or more and more of them coming through um, until sometimes they'll remember like the whole lives, but sometimes not just glimpses and pictures. Like I remember, so that dog Maya, I was telling you about, she came back as Luca and I remember when I first got Luca and I was, I got him when he was a little bit older too. And I was driving through Santa Barbara and I used to be a dog trainer and I used to take the dogs to um, Nordstrom's and we would, we would go, I would teach them shopping skills, right? Cause Santa Barbara is a very dog friendly town. A lot of dogs go shopping there. So I would teach them shopping skills and I take, did that with my dogs as well. So I was driving up State Street and we were passing Nordstrom's and Luca says to me, mom, 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 is that the, is that the place with the moving stairs? So he remembered the escalator, but I'd never taken Luca there, but he'd remember being Maya and being there with the escalator. So it's like little bits will come through. That's cool. Yeah. And then Hudson, when Hudson came back to me, you know, I got him when he was 10 weeks old. And I brought him home and everyone had known Stormy. And I, I there was a, a reincarnation story like around him. I'll share that real quick. Like, so uh, Hut, Stormy, I used to always tease him and say, um, you go to heaven and then you come right back. You go to heaven and you come right back. But I wasn't really serious because I kind of wanted to... Um, to cut down on dogs, which didn't really happen because now I have more. But, but, um, so, but Stormy died at 11 38 a.m. on March 5th, 2015. And, um, that night I had a dream of this like Arctic explorer that came to me and he was like in this blizzard. And, um, he says to me, I'm bringing Stormy back to you. Like Stormy's coming back to you. And he held up this little white puppy. And then I was like on this river, on this canoe, on this river. And I was going down and he was kind of up in front of me, like in the distance. And, and he was like, he's going to be like a little bear again. And because Stormy used to call him like a little bear. Like everyone thought he was like a little black bear. We used to like tease, tease him and say that he was a black bear hybrid. Um, so that he's like, he's going to be like a, a bear again. And there was this big blizzard going on this whole time. And we were going down this river. And then when I got down to the bottom of the river, I was like holding this little white puppy. Well, all of a sudden I woke up from that dream and I reached for my phone and it, I opened it and it just happened to open a Facebook. And when it opened a Facebook, there was this picture of this little white puppy and it and there was a caption under it that said things happen so fast and i thought wow what is this and you know i i didn't know like you know like those feeds they show like a lot of friends like you know i i didn't know who that puppy was gonna be or what so i looked to see like what's the story with that puppy right it could be anything 
And it was actually my friend who I knew helped me train Maya and introduce Maya and Stormy because Maya wanted to <laughs> kill other dogs. So when I was introducing Maya and Stormy, I had a dog trainer that helped me. And I was actually her dog walker like way back when, like a long, long time ago. And it was her. She was breeding white German Shepherds. And it was her. And I hadn't spoken to her in years. But I called her up and I said, Linda, you know, like, what do you think? Like, I told her the story. I told her my dream. And she's like, you can have this puppy. She's like, you can have him. He was already promised to someone else. But she's like, if you want him, you can you can have him. And um, I had to th think about it. But I was like, how can I not have him? Because it's like the dream and everything. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. So like, but she said to me that he was a really smart puppy from the very beginning. He just like looked like he knew her. He was just was really like awesome. Stormy was born. Um, I called I named Stormy after Storm King Mountain, which is a mountain on the Hudson River because he was born right around there. Well, Linda was lived on the Hudson River. And so that's why I called Hudson Hudson. And so Storm King Mountain is on the Hudson River. So they kind of like he kind of circled back like right at the same spot, really. And that's how they do it. They do it so they know that you're going to find them and it's going to be really easy. So for me, I didn't have to go out searching for him. You're just magnets for one another and you're just brought together. Oh, so everyone calls Stormy like a polar bear, right? Because he kind of, or a Hudson, they, they say he looks like a polar bear. So that's like another thing. They kind of look like bears the same. And, um, and his mom was Winnie's blustery day, which is like a blizzard. So, so that's where that, why he was, that man was showing me the blizzard. So I didn't even know that story. And I thought I heard all of your stories. No, that no. Oh, is amazing. And Hudson was born at 1138 p.m. And oh Stormy God. died at 1138 a.m. So there's... So when an animal comes back to you, the kind of the moral of the story is when an animal comes back to you, there's all these sort of synchronicity events or things that you're like, wait, what? Like, oh my gosh, like, wow. Like, oh, that's, that's kind of neat. Like things just sort of flow and things just, just happen. Um, yeah, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. So also going back to like, do they remember their past? So Stormy was, I, I mean, I brought Hudson home and uh, my friends wanted to come and like see my new puppy. And, and some of them really knew Stormy well. And it was really interesting when my friends came into my house. German Shepherds by nature are a little bit aloof to like people. They'll say hi, but then they'll go walk away. They're not one, they're not like labs who are going to hang out like a lot. Well, so my friends who didn't know Stormy would come over and Hudson would just be like, hi, and then walk away. My friends who knew, who who Stormy knew, Hudson went crazy. He was like, ah, went crazy. Like he remembered them. He totally remembered them. And this, this, he never needed, Hudson was so easy. He, he never needed, he just, he never peed or pooped in the house. And I got him at 10 weeks and he, um, and he never needed a crate. He never chewed anything or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And when I would come home, all the other dogs would be like, mom, mom, mom. And Hudson would just be like, chill. And I'd be like, Hudson, like, you know, you don't care? Like, that I'm back? And he's like, oh, I went to heaven and I came back. Who cares? Like, I know that <laughs> you're going to come home and go to the store. Oh, man. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's why I think my one macaw, um, Dabby, is Ollie. Because Ollie's sickness was um, an eating problem. And... 
so now Dabby, all Dabby wants to do is have me feed formula to, to her. And oh. I think it's, I think it's the same thing. It's like Ollie had a, an eating disorder, which was the reason that he died. And Dabby will not stop eating. It's just so cute. It's almost like saying she can eat. Look, I can eat and look, exactly. you can take care of me and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I love eating the formula mom. Yeah. yeah. So cute. Aw, it's so cute. I know. It's so sweet. I love reincarnated situations. It's so cute. We have a lot of questions going on here. Yeah. So here, let's, should I read this one? I'm wondering what your opinions are of animals that are actually cloned in a lab. Do they have an mm. oversoul? It seems like a bad idea to do it. Huh. I don't really. I think it's kind of silly, actually, but, you know, to each his own. But um, I you, think they have know, a soul. What? You think they have an oversoul? Yeah, I think they, yeah. that animal obviously has to get a soul from somewhere. So it is yeah, a yeah. reincarnated somebody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Right. That it definitely has an oversoul. Whether or not it's your reincarnated pets that you're cloning, probably individualized. Maybe sometimes yes, maybe sometimes no. It depends on what's what you guys are doing together. Like what you're what you're just because an animal is like your soulmate or the animal that you love more than anything else in the world goes to heaven. It doesn't necessarily mean that that animal's meant to come back to you in this lifetime, but they can be watching over you for your whole lifetime. You know, they can be taking care of you. But um but I don't think they're always meant to come back. Although many of them are. Many of them are meant to come back. And a lot of times you just got to let it go. And like, like if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Although you can co-create with them and like say, okay, I got you at this shelter, this breeder, and I want you to do that again. You know, like, I think that's that. I think you can, you can definitely, people have done that with them. Um, I remember there's one client, she lost her dog and, and I forget what breed the dog was and was coming back and, and she had the feeling like it was going to change breeds. And she's like, I just keep seeing Dalmatians. I think I need a Dalmatian. And that's like what will happen. Like when they're coming back, they'll show you like what breed they're going to come back as. So for this particular woman, she kept seeing Dalmatians in her feet. She kept seeing Dalmatians when she was out on walks. And so, you know, it will, like, the universe will give you signs of, of where to look or how to find them. There'll be, like, a trail along the way. This is a really good question from Lisa. Um, if a pet is reincarnated, are they not in heaven anymore? I mean, oh, yeah. Good question. Good so back to that, that concept of them having that oversoul. Mm. So it's my belief system that whoever we are in this life will always hold a consciousness. So that stormy self of stormy will always hold a consciousness who will always be reachable in heaven. Um, and then there'll be that other part of him that comes back as Hudson that will be here. Sometimes when I'm talking to animals that have, that have crossed over and they're reincarnated back with their people, sometimes it sounds like the same voice. Like it, it feels exactly the mm. same when other times it seems different. Like there's this wiser soul, the past life or this other per, almost like personality of the past life. But then there's also this, this self that's here. And sometimes they're more fluid. They sound exactly like the same. So, um, but yeah, there will always hold a consciousness. So even if your animal reincarnates back to here, 
you will always see your pet when you cross over if you want to see them when you cross over. And sometimes I believe sometimes they reincarnate and they don't come back to us. They go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I don't think that's always necessary. I don't think the soul even necessarily always tells every client that like, oh, I'm coming back into like another into another body and you won't know me because who they are in this life, in that life with them will always be there for that person to, to access. Yeah. And their future lesson, whatever they need might be, um, it might be necessary to be in a different place with a different family and maybe different continent. Who knows? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any others? Um, we're kind of sticking with reincarnation questions here. So this question from Jennifer, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was a question or not. I had a small dog named Emily Sue and Emmy for short. She saved me from jumping off a bridge when I was a teenager. Oh my God. Thank goodness. Uh, Now I'm close to 50. I was wondering about Emmy. So, so like I'm not talking to, to animals today, but sometimes what happens is when you have a dog that's sort of helped you when you were younger And all of a sudden you start thinking about them a lot. Like you start thinking about like your life with them. Sometimes they're coming around you. And Mm. so it would be that since you're thinking, you're wondering about her, it might be that she might want to circle back to you. Very well could Mm. be that she's going to come back and she's going to live like a different life with you now that you're an adult. Or she might want to um, talk to her one day. Yeah, it might might be a good thing to um, have a session talking to Emmy. And yeah, and just see what she, what she has to say. Or yeah. she might come in a dream, or she might just let you know she's still around you. I mean, or it could be something too, like if you feel like there's something else going on in your life, or you feel troubled. Maybe she's coming back for support and giving her giving her um, you the essence of her, the intensity of her, to let you know that you're supported and not alone. What's, uh, okay. What? So coming back as a different species, I think totally, because again, it's the lesson. Like what if a little kitten who is really scared needs to learn to be tough and aggressive? Maybe that little kitten will come back as a tiger. I mean, they, yeah. I, there's so many ways to learn lessons with, for people to come back as different species too, and animals come back as a person. I mean, there's a lot of lessons to learn and they think the spirit comes back to whatever body it needs to come back to, to learn. It's that so lesson. true. And I actually have a story about that. When I was younger and I had that dog, Lala, I also had a cat named Juliet. And we used to say she was like a little wild cat. She liked to climb trees. She kind of liked to be out all night. Some people might've heard me talk about her, about going away. I used to I'd tell a story about her, but she, one day, um, she I had I came home from work and I had a migraine, which I had never had a migraine before. It was like my first migraine. And um, I was in my bedroom and I had it was like, you know, like migraines are, mm-hmm. you know, the lights, the noise. And I heard her in the kitchen 
meowing. We lived on 150 acres in Montecito. I heard her meowing in the kitchen. And um, I thought about getting up, but my head hurt so bad that I didn't. And that night, she didn't come home. And uh, we went out looking for her. We were calling her. And I, it was before. It was when I was like learning how to be an animal communicator, really. But I, I was traumatized. And um, we left the, my, my boyfriend at the time left the door open, which I didn't like that he did because I have another cat and and uh, and there were um, coyotes around. But Joey, when I when I, I got up in the middle of the night and when I got up in the middle of the night, Joey was playing with a mouse out on the patio which was, we used to call Joey the very worst hunter in the world. Like he could not hunt. And when I brought him in, he said to me, mom, Juliet's teaching me how to hunt. And so I was like, Juliet, Juliet, like, where are you? But her spirit Mm. was teaching her how to hunt. So I went back to, I, I fell back asleep and I had this dream that Juliet was pounding at the window. And um, when I when I woke up, like I woke up in the dream, I didn't really wake up, but I woke up in the dream and she was this huge mountain lion. And she wow. said, mom, I need to go. I need to go and be this mountain lion. I, I, I need to leave you. And I said goodbye to her. And I like, I woke up from that after mm. crying. The next day I found her dead on the road, which was oh. really traumatic for me, of course, right? But- um, we had 150 acres. I don't know why she went to the road. Right. But it's weird that I had the migraine that made me, cause I felt so guilty if I had just gotten up that day. Right. If I just gotten up when I had that migraine, maybe she, that wouldn't have happened, but a door opened for her, a window opened for her to be a mountain lion. And she had to take it. Well, years later, fast forward years later, I'm out hiking with Maya, <clears throat> uh, in the mountains. And I start seeing these scratches on the ground. And Maya, like I said, was a wolf hybrid. So we had to go way out in the mountains so I could let her free. Well, I had this run-in with this mountain lion who was like following me. And I just knew it was her. Like, I just knew. So she was like trailing me. She was walking next to me. And the way she walked was the way how Juliet walked. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, that's Juliet's reincarnated body as a mountain lion so yeah they definitely do can reincarnate yeah yeah and you know what she probably went to the road so that you find her because being found on in the wilderness 150 acres is not necessarily easy so she's like i have to make a point so my mom knows where i am yeah maybe spirit put her there or something yeah right yeah yeah. The interesting thing too is it's like a road, you know, it was Ortega Ridge, you know, mm, Montecito. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like I don't know how we didn't find her the day before. Like that's that's what always gets me. It's like, why wasn't she mm. found? So like we it, it was we needed that time so that jo- she could teach Joey how to hunt and 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 I could have that dream. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Those spiritual encounters and things like that. They're so amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, we have a question, like what purpose would animals have? What kind of purposes would they have for coming back? And basically, I think any purpose that a human would have to come back, like say they need to learn how to not be attached. What if they need to learn how to be more assertive or they have to learn how to accept love or how to give love? I, I believe that if 
that's something they need to learn. They can come, they come back as an animal or they could come back as a person, but the same purposes that we all would have to come back at some point would yeah. be something for them to learn too. And maybe more animal instincts, maybe to learn how to hunt. Yeah, true. Like Maya, that wolf hybrid I had, like she came back, she needed to learn love and she needed to learn mm -hmm. how to be domesticated. And, but, but I also had to learn from her, like how to have boundaries. Like she taught me everything I know about having boundaries. I had no boundaries before her. All my dogs were off leash before her, you know, like she taught me so much. So I think that was, she needed to have somebody who was there for her and who was going to watch over and stick with her. That's like a lesson she needed. And I needed to learn, learn boundaries and how to get through it. And I mean, she taught me so much about you know, what I teach people today is all because of her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of good questions coming through. Want to read another one? Yeah. Um, how soon do animals reincarnate? Oh, that's a good question. They can come back like Hudson did, like immediately. Mm -hmm. They can be born before they died. So I've mm -hmm. actually seen that a lot. Like I've seen... People find a reincarnated pet and the pet is like eight weeks old already and their animal just passed away. So you don't need a lot of consciousness to be in a new body. So there can definitely be a part of the soul that is in the body um, that is that there can, that's in a body that's passing away. Um and there can be a part of the soul that's been reborn already. That's actually really common. I see that a lot. Like eight to 10 weeks, I see it a lot. Um, were you going to say something? Yeah. Um, that's totally interesting because it works the other way too. I mean, this is a a, a soul that knows they're going to go. Part of their soul is already gone. Because yeah. I had this happen um, very quickly. Um, with Talia. So I was at a psychic and normally they immediately say, oh, I see you have a daughter. And after an hour talking to the psychic, she didn't mention it. And I said, well, do you see my daughter? And she was like, what? And I almost had a nervous breakdown because it was like, what? You don't? And I showed her a picture and she stared for a minute and she says, yes. Okay. Sorry. And, but her sorry was like, and oh my God, sorry. And I would never got over that. And then later, right after the accident, she called us and now I understand this. I didn't see her because part of her soul was already going. And I thought, Oh my God, this is like, I mean, it was so traumatizing. When you, so like when you were, when you were talking to a psychic, when Talia was alive, you mean that yep. happened and she didn't see it. Yeah. She didn't see Talia. Um, her Talia's part of her soul was already gone. So it wasn't as strong hanging um, out with me. And so she didn't uh, see it. So it's the same as that's as, interesting. But as a psychic, she might not have just seen it. I mean, you know what I mean? She might mm, just she was really good afterwards. She was so great at talking to yeah. and seeing things. She legitimately was traumatized that she didn't see any uh, of it. Yeah. yeah. But so the, the soul is it flows and it comes and goes. It's not just like this, it's not solid. So it's it, not it solid. Can. And they yeah. might not be conscious that they're going. You know, like yeah, their yeah. consciousness, their, their, like the Talia consciousness might not be conscious that she's yes. about to pass. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, for sure yeah. she wasn't. Yeah. And there's a lot of religions, um, well, maybe not a lot, but some religions that believe that a, until the baby is born at a certain age, the whole soul isn't even in them. 
just a piece. Yeah, it's like and, fluid. And exactly. I believe that too. Like, like Maya, when she, when I, Maya was always getting into trouble. It was just a little hybrid. So I spoke to her after she had passed away and she says, mom, I'm stuck in a dark place. I'm stuck in a dark place. And I'm like, only you can be stuck in a dark place in heaven. Like, how do you get stuck in a dark place in heaven? Like, <laughs> Like you can't like go to the light or like go hiking or something, you know, like get out of the dark place. But so then when, when Maya came back as Luca, I looked back in my, in my journals and Maya would have been in the womb when she was stuck in the dark place. No way. Yeah. Oh so God. she was like somewhat conscious of like being in the womb, but she wasn't fully conscious. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. She, this is another funny thing that she did. So some, sometimes when they go to heaven, they actually see us. Like there's a part of us on the other mm -hmm. side, which I think is the coolest thing. And um, so because we're fluid too, you know, mm. there's like a part of us that can be conscious with them on the other side. But I didn't necessarily always know that like in my in my practice, but one time Maya said, I saw you, mom. And I said, she's an imposter. You're an imposter. And my mom said that. <laughs> like, no, I think that's a part of me. Like, you can go to her. I actually at the time thought it was like an angel pretending to be me to help Maya out. So I was like, no, 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 go to her. But <laughs> she... so I love these stories. Yeah. This is amazing. I'm just full of them too, because there's so many cool reincarnation stories. But yeah. then this is like the other thing where like people are always asking me and I'm not the kind of psychic that can like tell you. This is why I don't really like doing reincarnation like readings because I can't help you find your pet. I just can't. Like I, they, there's so much into it and there it's so complex and people are so attached to it being so literal and it's just not so literal. It just isn't all the time. Hmm. There are other animal communicators that are different and maybe they can, right? I don't believe that they can, an animal communicator can tell you definitely yes or no if your pet is coming back. I think that's crazy. But, um, but if they, who knows, maybe they can, right? But so this is like one of my experiences too, is like this dog said to me once, like, I'm back. Like he really felt like, and I thought this dog was back and he would say things like, like I'm, uh, I'm playing and we kind of thought we knew like which this dog was coming back to a breeder. I know some of you might not believe in like breeders, but if you're going to go to a breeder, you want to go to a good one, right? You just mm. don't go off the internet and just pick anyone. You got to go to a good one that does health testing and genetic testing and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, there are good breeders out there. So, um, so we kind of felt like we knew where she, this dog was. And, and every time it, it would say things like, Oh, I'm eating ice cream. And then the woman, the breeder would post like pictures of the dog, like uh, the puppies eating ice cream or her dogs eating ice cream, like the next week, or I'm in a kid mm. kiddie pool, but the dog was not back there yet because the woman was contact in contact with the breeder and the breeder didn't have the puppy. So I got really confused about it because I was like, I don't know what's happening. Right. Because I feel like the dog is back. And I actually contacted a, um, a human reincarnation expert about this. And that, that expert said to me, sometimes what happens is that when you're on the other side or when our soul is on the other side, we are so fixated on creating our future 
that sometimes when we connect in, we're actually living our future before it happens. Now, Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches that here in this life, that we actually should, you know, spend time living our future and creating our future. And so then we walk into that future in our body. We're actually manifesting things. So that's actually what that dog was doing. That that dog was manifesting its future before it actually happened. I thought it was present time. But it wasn't present time. It was in the future. And eventually that woman got her puppy back. She got that soul back from that breeder. It took time. And thank God this woman was, you know, she was open and she kind of understood that the process is not always exact. And so people need to realize that. And then a a friend of mine, too, when I was in my 20s, I was first learning. I thought her dog was coming back right away, her childhood dog. And we knew kind of like what it looked like and what it looked like. Well, this my friend, she said to me 25 years later, like, oh, my God, Laura, I got the dog back. And it happened just like you said, 25 wow. years later. Like, I didn't know it was 25 years. And as for me, like, this is somewhere where, like, a psychic's, like, idea can get in the way. I don't want to tell a client you got to wait 25 years, right? So, like, that's not always in my consciousness. Like, you're going to have to wait 25 years. So you just don't know. You just don't know. You just got to be open and 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 let the miracle happen. And when it happens, it's it is a miracle. But there will be signs. You will know. You know what's interesting is when you said that the spirit um, of the dog was like, "I'm coming back," and this is what it is, and the pool and the ice cream. There's no outside influence on that spirit's consciousness, so they can manifest perfectly. Unlike us, who so are down here trying to manifest and there's always a little piece going hmm is it really going to happen yeah. so that's really interesting it's so cool yeah it's the so, pure soul yeah it's so cool i mean you can learn from them really you know yeah be so focused yeah, yeah exactly yeah and like this is another thing you know like where i'm like i can't be exact like sometimes the dogs will say to me like i'm uh, this is this, i'm making this up but it's something like this okay like um like I'm black and white. I look like a tuxedo, right? And uh, and so I'll say to the people, I, th- I think your puppy looks like a tuxedo, right? I think they're like black and white. Well, then the client will call me, and this happened. This happened a few times. The client will call me and say, hey, you know what? I found that puppy or that kitten that you described, but I, I don't, I'm more attracted to this other kitten or this other dog that's in the litter. But it, But you know what? There is a dog that looks like that in the litter, right? So I think what's happening is that the puppy or the kitten is looking outside of themselves, see its litter mate, mm. not looking at themselves, but looking at their litter mate and says, I look like that. Oh, that's so cute. Cute, but not exact. So like if you don't allow your intuition, you might be going home with the wrong puppy or kitten. But I don't think you would because you you're you're trusting yourself. And like look, those people mm. did, they got there. And I think that was a lesson for them too. I think there's greater lessons in all of it. They got there and they took their head out of it and they said, oh, instead, oh, I found this. They went with their heart and they went with the other pup, the puppy or kitten. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I had something to say, but I forgot what it was. Well, Listen to that good I know, story. I know, all over the place saying all this. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I can see how talking to reincarnated spirits would be difficult 
kind of like lost animals. Like it's kind of the same thing. Like the spirit's describing something that's really has no nothing concrete. Yeah, it's not an exact. Animals. It's not an exact science. Yeah, and sometimes things play out. Sometimes they don't. I mean, sometimes I get emails that are like, "Oh my god, it happened exactly like you said," and other times it happens differently. You know, I do. Why I'm doing this, I do want to say this here. There is a woman who bashed me on the on the web. She has a website called Denver Dog, and um, she called me. She had a she had a, I'm going to mention this in this, this episode because, because it kind of correlates. She called me and we talked to her dog and whatever. And she, she had a really great time. And then she had another session with me and this isn't confidential because she was doing it for the, for her website. She called me again and she wanted to talk about a reincarnated animal. And I said, I don't believe that your reincarnated animal came back to this particular breeder. I just really did not have like a good feeling about it. Like I, and I really say to people, you have to trust your intuition, like trust your intuition over me. But I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And I felt like I needed to tell her, like, I just don't feel like it's there, you know, like, you know, you have to trust yourself. But so she did not like that. That is why she bashed me on the, on the web. She didn't like what I had to say. So, um, so that's another thing is like people get so, which why I'm like timid about doing them because people get so attached to everything you say. And then, you know, they, they really need to trust themselves and trust their heart and, and, but also take what I say. I don't know. Sorry. I, I wanted to add that in somewhere. No. And I think that you are legitimately in touch with who you're in touch with. And if the, the woman didn't like the answer. She didn't so like the answer. It doesn't mean that it was great that you stuck to it because you're real. And she didn't like the answer. So she's bashing you for whatever reason. But in reality, she should appreciate the fact that you didn't just go along with what she wanted because that wouldn't have been right. And you're not like that. Good, Right. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of a good bash. It's like saying, uh, Lord, yeah, but she didn't kind of mention that on the article. Oh. She mentioned a bunch of other stuff, you know. Oh. I mean, she just kind of was nasty. Oh, so that's bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's a lot of happy people out there too with their reincarnation oh, yeah. stories. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Just, what's another question? Just going with your instincts and soul. That's what I did with Dabby. I just. I saw that there was this baby and I just bought an airline ticket and I told my husband, I'm getting this baby. And, you know, I had no reason. I wasn't looking for a new baby in my car. I was not looking for anything. I saw it. And I just had to have this little one. And yeah. that's what you do. You got to listen to what's going on inside you. Yeah. So it just came. It just showed up. It just, just showed, showed up, up in your presence. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, any other questions? Well, can you request that? your pet reincarnate i think yeah you can ask them to but i think it has to do with their their needs yes you can request that they reincarnate um but you can't be like emotionally attached to it you can't be like please come back to me or i won't survive i need <laughs> you back i'm not healthy you really need to mourn who they are in this life with you. Because like I said, they're not going to be the exact clone of themselves. You need to go through the process of mourning who they were in this life. Um, and then 
then enjoy them when they do come back and you can co-create with them. Like you can, like I said, like you can say, okay, like this time I want a smaller breed or I want a bigger breed or I want a shaggy breed or a hyperallergenic breed or whatever it may be. You can totally co-create with them. But like I said, there'll be signs that they're co-creating with you in your universe. Like the woman who saw the, was seeing the Dalmatians in her, in her, in her world, you know? So it will feel like you're co-creating with them. Like there'll be something, like some people will say to me, oh, I had a dream with them and they they looked different. They, they looked different in the dream. There was something different about them or I had a feeling that they were bigger. I had a feeling that they were smaller. So that's the kind of how you co-create with them. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I tell my deceased mom not to come back. I Misty, uh, to come back and stay and wait for me. I want to hang out with her. So Misty, she'll always, who she is, is your mom will always hold a consciousness in heaven. So even if there's a part of her soul that reincarnates back, who she is, is your mom will always be there. So you'll always see her. I yeah. understand what Misty's saying for sure. Cause I'm like, Talia, you are going to wait till I get there. And then we're both going to stay there forever. And but we'll see what happens. Yeah. And there'll be a part of the two of you that will be doing that. Yeah. Uh, will they remember their pet parent or just glimpses of things in their past? Yeah. I think they will totally, they, they'll have, they'll both. They'll remember glimpses and then they'll have like a feeling. It's like sometimes like you, like with Kim, I have a feeling that I've known her before, but I don't mm -hmm. remember the life, you know, but yeah. I definitely have like, know that we've been friends for lifetimes. I just don't remember the details of it. Don't you yeah. think? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have such a good bond. Yeah. And we communicate well. Yeah. Uh, what else? My fiance's two cats thinking somehow act like dogs now. They are elderly. I wonder if maybe they were dogs in a past life. They are brothers. They could be possible sometimes when you have like a nagging feeling about something that's usually it you usually it's usually right mm -hmm. when it's like a nagging feeling is that where deja vu's come from i think yes what do you think i mean have deja vu's remembering something from a past life or even a future life yeah, it could be. I have this, I have this, I remember my first deja vu. I was, um, I was like eight and I was at my friend's house, Andrew's house. And I, I walked into the house and, uh, I saw his, the staircase and I just knew the whole house. I knew like the layout of the house. I knew where his room was. It was the first time I had ever been there. And 
I had thought about that many times throughout my lifetime because it was such a distinct moment. Like I remember thinking like, how the hell do I know this? Right. Like, and, um, and his mom said, you can go up to Andrew's room. And I remember just walking up the stairs and like knowing how to get to his room and like remembering like the details of his room and everything. Like I knew it. And I really think now, now that I like know myself more, I think I had out of body experiences Mm -hmm. and I had been to his house in an out of body experience, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily conscious of it. Like maybe I had dreamt Mm -hmm. going to his house and I had forgotten the dream, you know, but like, I don't, I knew it so well that I don't think it was like a past life thing Mm because I knew the details of the, of the house, you know? It was possible that I'd been, but I knew the details of like that era, you know, of the house. Yeah. It could be just one type of deja vu. Maybe that's one type of deja vu. A few kinds. A few types of deja vu. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Like my dad had one like in a chapel in, in England. And I really think that was a past life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sony. Okay. Well, we're going to have to um, uh, kind of close up here. But I wonder, is there anything else that we should answer before we go? Uh It looks like we got yeah. topics. I know, you guys. Thanks for joining us. I'm sure there's like a lot more about reincarnation that I could talk about. Um, but we're running out of time. And so thank you so much for joining us and for asking all your questions. It's always so fun. Kim and I are really, I know we've said this before, but we're really going to try and make this a 2 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday thing. So... Um, we will see you next Thursday at yeah. 2 p.m. Yeah. Thanks. Really good questions. And I love hearing your stories. Yeah. And you can so. see me at uh, thepetpsychic.com. And you want to say your website, Kim? Yeah. It's KimberlyKlein.com. Totally simple. K-L-E-I-N. Yeah. Yeah. And you can send questions if you have any topics you want to talk about in one of these weekly um, discussions, you know, send us some emails and we will um, put them on the list. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, send them in the email or comment on YouTube when this is uh, live on you or um, up on YouTube. Comment on the on the comments or on Facebook or wherever you're watching this. Yeah, um, yeah, of topics that you want us to talk about. Cool. Well, thanks. All right, you guys. You guys take care and be well. Until Bye. next time. All right. Bye-bye.